Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. feels really good. Today feels like a really good day to record part three of this series I have been doing. Part one was all about the divine feminine. Part two was all about the divine masculine. And part three is going to be the divine polarity. So while part one and two were focused on the energies themselves, what is feminine energy, which is very different from woman, and what is masculine energy, which also is different from man. We have both of those energies within all of us. And so today we're going to be talking about what it looks like when we have one person that has primarily one of these energies, let's say a woman who has feminine energy, and the other the man who has masculine energy. So today, for the sake of this podcast, we are going to be speaking in these gender terms too. And I am fully aware and I acknowledge all different types of relationships, man and man, woman and woman, but for the sake of my own knowledge and where I thrive in teaching, we're going to be focusing on we're going to be focusing on man and woman. And for the sake of really letting this one particular message sink in, for the most part, we're going to be focusing on man holding the masculine pole and the woman holding the feminine pole. Also, I know, I completely understand, and I see this all the time, that the roles are switched and that there are relationships that have a man with primarily feminine and a woman with primarily masculine, which can absolutely happen. And maybe I'll touch a little bit on that as well. But so I can stay focused and so I can really dive deep and feel comfortable diving deep into one particular area, we're going to stay in my my area of expertise. And so with that said, I want to share a new thing I'm going to be doing. So I'm going to be doing this new thing in in most all of my podcast episodes where I'm going to cover a listener question of the week. So sometimes I share a review of the week that's left on iTunes. And now I want to try something new where I actually cover a question that has been sent to me to my email. And so I'll call this little segment, uh, your musings. So whatever you are musing about, a question that you have around relationships, spirituality, self-care, body image, disordered eating, the feminine and masculine, building a business, breaking free from societal expectations, uh, childhood programming, ancestral wounds, whatever is coming up for you, I want to cover that in the show. And this is going to be like a three-minute blurb, like really quick insight from me. It's It's easy for me to get caught up in sharing and sharing and sharing and talking, especially with these solo episodes. So I'm going to give myself maybe even a timer to make sure that the answers to these questions are going to be little nuggets for you to take home. So with that said, if you have something that's coming up for you, email it to hello at mattymoon.com and write in the subject line, my musing. So that's all. My musing is in the subject line so I know and I will have a folder in my email with all of these in there. So begin to send them my way. You may or may not receive a response. I'm not quite sure yet 
I want to make I want to set this up in a way where it's the most fluid as possible for me to do and if I have to email back every single person I might actually begin to resent it and get frustrated and feel weighed down so I'm going to just put it out there that maybe I won't answer the email but I will answer the musing most likely so send me those questions um to hello at maddiemoon.com and I'm getting really excited for this I think it's going to be really fun Another note, today's sponsor is Audible. Go to audibletrial.com slash mindbodymusings to get a free audiobook and 30 days free of Audible. Last piece of insight, I've got a retreat coming up, the Feminine Surrender here in May, May 17th to 19th. And at the time of recording this, I have three spots that are open and I would love to have you apply to that if you want to have a weekend of sharing your soul with sisters, new sisters who have yet to meet who might become your best friends. I mean, just right now I'm having the WhatsApp group with all the retreaters from the last retreat, messaging each other, planning for trips, sharing their soul. One of them is leaving a relationship because of the aha moments she had at the retreat and the courage and bravery she's accumulated since. Um, one of them is building a business. Several of them actually are building businesses and branching out. It's just really beautiful to watch this unfold. So if you've been eyeing this retreat for a while, I truly do not know if I'm going to be hosting one in the fall. I've been really feeling into this uh, sensation of groundedness recently, and I'm loving it. And so I fully understand that our emotions guide a lot of where we're at currently thinking about the future, especially as in human design, um, someone with an emotional authority. If you feel good, everything's a yes. If you feel bad, everything's a no. And so right now I feel really good with grounding. So I'm like, yes to being here right now in New York and not going anywhere. And I might completely change my mind later. And I might, I might do a fall retreat but keeping that in mind if you're someone who's definitely thinking I want to attend one of these retreats this year maybe just apply and let's see what magic could happen at this May one we're going to be making malas drinking cacao having sound and gong healing we're going to be doing pleasure practices which I'm not telling you what they are but they're going to be amazing and no it's not sexual um, we're going to be eating delicious food in a mountain home May is an amazing time to go to this particular home and in a town called Netherland which is right by Boulder, Colorado. In May, you could get rain one day, you could get fog one day, you could get sunshine one day, you could get a little bit of snow one day. It's an amazing time to come to Boulder. MaddieMoon.com slash events is the place to check that out. Okay, today we're going to be focusing all around polarity in relationships, as I said. Oh, so this work is something I've taken really deep over the past year, I would say. I had started talking about the feminine masculine several years ago, but over the past year, I entered into a eight-month immersive course, and everything has been focusing on embodying yourself in one of your poles. So when I say poles, what I mean is you're either in the feminine pole or the masculine pole. Polarity means there's two sides of a pole and they are opposites, of course, equal, but they're opposites. So to recap, the feminine is energy. It's the ups and downs. It's the waves. It's the ooh la la and the I'm so angry all the different things it, it's it's purely energy right it's it's the water that's inside of the bed of a river and the masculine is that container it is that bed it's something for that energy to be held in it's the presence it's depth it's time and it's space if this is feeling a little confusing to you absolutely go back to part one and part two those are important before you listen to this dare i say put this on pause and go back because it'll make a lot more sense now that I go into polarity and relationships after you listen to that. So knowing this, knowing that the feminine is energy and the masculine is consciousness and presence, if you take, let's actually look at what this would look like, like actually look like if we're viewing a couple that's doing polarity work, because that is a thing, polarity work. And, uh, practicing polarity because it is a practice this is not something that comes naturally and that's why I do 
courses and trainings with my teachers around this kind of work to consistently become responsive to when I'm going into my feminine because it's not autopilot at all. But if we were to look and have a visual representation of what this looks like, if a woman was embodying her feminine and she's facing a man who's embodying his masculine, the woman is going to be swaying. She's going to be moving. She's going to be feeling what her body's calling her to do. She's going to be looking around with her eyes. She's going to be moving her face maybe a little bit, you know, side to side or up and down as she holds eye contact with this man. I'm doing it right now and maybe you can even hear, hear the movement that I'm doing with even my tone is kind of embodying this, mm, like I'm softer, I'm in my feminine, I'm feeling sensual, I'm touching base with my hips and my breasts and my feet on the floor and everything feels really good and juicy and sway. And to do so, I have to connect with my body. You cannot be moving your body with energy, getting really in touch with your body and be dissociated. Can't. It's calling me into my body. So if we're looking at this in a relationship we see this woman who is moving her body swaying maybe kind of tilting her head and her hair is touching her back and there's just some movement going on some swaying and we see the man and he is still he is not moving his feet are like tree trunks his belly is holding deep breaths deeper and deeper and deeper the way he's looking at her is like he's penetrating her. He's staring deep into her eyes and he is not moving. He is solid. He's not going anywhere. He's not looking off at the other relationships, couples all around him, people all around him. His eyes are, are not only on her, but they are in her. They're going through her. He is seeing her. He's taking her deeper. And because he is such a tree trunk, because he is so grounded and secure and unmoving and deep, that breath, whew, that breath going deep, it's allowing her to feel safe in the movement. It's allowing her to feel free to move. Now, if he started swaying and moving too, that kind of make her feel a little bit nervous. They're both swaying. They're both moving. There's no presence, no depth. No one's holding the container here. You're both just kind of dancing around. And this is different from an actual dance, right? Obviously, if you're doing salsa, you're both moving and you're both dancing. But there is even polarity play at work in that with the leading and the following. Absolutely. If you're both following, that's kind of what this is happening in this example. If you're both swaying and moving to the rhythm of your own beat, you're both in the feminine and there's no safety in a lead and follow dynamic. And that's why when you're actually doing some sort of routine dance, you know there is a lead and there is a follow. If we're looking at this in polarity terms, the lead is still. The follow is moving and providing that energy. And he is allowed to truly absorb and soak in all of that beautiful love light he sees from her. And she is able to feel that pleasure and softness and fluidity by knowing he's not going anywhere. He's staying still. He's reliable. He's solid. He's presence. He's present with her. That's what it looks like. What about on a deeper level, energetically, when we go into the hearts and the souls of these beings? What's going on in there? She is connecting with her deepest yearning and desire. She is connecting with her sensuality. She is connecting with her body. She is connecting with her heart. She's connecting with God. What's happening with him? He, he, is, connecting, he is connecting with purpose. He is connecting with breath. He is connecting with God. Even more so, he is connecting with the divine within him consciousness within him consciousness is never moving never changing it always is the same it's always that as i said in the divine masculine episode i picture it being this beautiful bright light in the center of a chest it's not a flickering light it's one light same shape same shot size shame <laughs> same level of vibrancy it's the same, and it's in the center of his chest, never moving. 
and he is connecting with that his de- the deepest part of him which is god which is the divine never moving never changing never going away and coming back it's always there he's connecting with that he's connecting with presence and depth how deep can he take this moment when we look at this in even more practical terms what this kind of relationship looks like if you're in a relationship where one person is holding the feminine pole and one person is holding the masculine pole the feminine this is the person in any relationship that's more concerned with the love the masculine this is the person that is more concerned with the purpose of the relationship that is a quote from my one of my teachers john wineland a lot of this a lot of this i'll just be very clear a lot of the teachings that I am sharing today come from John Wineland and Kendra Kunov. Kendra, which is like this nurturing, beautiful, strong queen of a woman who I adore and praise and worship as a teacher. And John is this, again, a tree trunk of masculine energy in my life, always calling me deeper and deeper. And there are teachings, one of, one of their teachers is David Data, who many people are familiar with. If you're not, one of the books you can read is Dear Lover, and one of the books you can read is The Way of the Superior Man by him. He's got lots of books, but those are two that I would say are great to start with. Um, Wild Nights is also a book by him, but that's kind of like the next level. <laughs> Maybe start with Dear Lover, then go on to Wild Nights, or start with Way of the Superior Man, even though it's a little bit more focused, obviously, on the masculine. It's still beautiful for everyone to read. Absolutely. So the masculine pole holder is more concerned with the purpose. Where are we going with this relationship? What purpose is it serving in my life? What do we need to do? You can already kind of feel it's, it's a, what is the purpose of this relationship? It is a question that is focused on, obviously, purpose and mission and a quest, which is some of the more some of the larger priorities for a masculine holder. Whereas the feminine is more like, mm, the love, how deep is this love? How good does this love feel? Does he love me? Does he not love me? I don't know. Do I feel loved right now? It's also very confusing. It's all over the place because it's energy. Even in the, the air, the air of these questions, the air of the questions that the feminine holder asks is full of energy. The air of the question that the masculine pole holder asks is full of presence. It even feels like a container. What is the purpose? It feels like a container. It feels like depth. It feels like consciousness. And the feminine heart of the love, the love, the love, it all feels like energy also. Something that's important to keep in mind is if you are wanting, and, and yes, I'm going to, Dare I say, most feminine beings are craving a masculine counterpart so that they can go deeper into their energy and their feminine. They really are. And you, know, might, you might think that, well, I'm a masculine woman, but I think deep down in your heart, if you really dive deep, there's a part of you that wants to, is craving to acknowledge all the parts of you that the world has told you to turn off. Your, your ups and downs, your emotions, just to put it simply, your creativity, your womb space. Your, if you're listening to this podcast, that's why I feel confident saying that. If you're listening to this podcast and you're one of those people that listens to this, there's probably a part of you that's really craving to just acknowledge and accept and embrace and really dive deep into all the beautiful feminine bits. And if you're in relationship or wanting relationship, also, dare I say, you're craving someone that can hold all of that, that makes that safer, that heals those wounds you have around that rather than re-traumatizes those wounds. AKA, you want a man who can say, I can handle all of you, rather than the man you may be used to that says, you're crazy, you're too much for me. You want a man that can hold all of you. In order to find this man, you have to also become all of you, because you do not just get what you want, you get what you are. If you're craving an honest, open relationship, how honest are you being with your heart's truest desires? Are you revealing them? Are you showing them? Or are you repressing them as you learned as a child to do? Are you going to change the future so that we can actually have divine union between 
the feminine and the masculine, are you going to do the same old, same old? Hide your heart, repress your heart, use tactics of manipulation to get what you want, confuse him, lead to more mistrust, him not see the real you, so name call, and him feel scared and feel insecure, and then a breakup. I mean, not that a breakup is necessarily a byproduct of that kind of dynamic. A breakup can happen because of the most conscious people coming together but no longer wanting to be together. My last separation was not because of this dynamic I just listed. We actually had a very conscious separation where we just realized our paths were going separate ways. But listen, listen, my loves, if you are wanting to have a relationship that is with a man in the masculine pole, there's also something that might feel kind of heartbreaking that I have to share with you. He's going to be devoted to his purpose. Now, at first glance, that's sexy. That's hot. A man that wants his purpose. He has a, que- he has a quest and a mission. He goes out there and he creates it. Mm-mm-mm. Yum. But in relationship, what that often might feel like is he's not as concerned with love. He's not all into the mushy, gushy feelings. And he's really set on what he wants to have in his life, create in his life. And it might feel so logical and he might not see all my emotions and acknowledge them in the way that I want. And he might not be absolutely as devoted to me as I want him to be, but that's because he's a man devoted to his purpose. Men who are truly doing their work though, they use that same devotion that they have accumulated to focus and learn how to focus on their purpose in life to also spread into the relationship. Men who are doing their work in this world can be devoted to their purpose and their calling in this world to be a leader, to be a speaker, to be a a brother, to be a lover. And they can pour that into their relationship when they feel devoted Because a man who is purposeful is purposeful, whether it be in work, in life, or in relationship. That said, you must also must understand that he is going to be devoted to his purpose. And it may fluctuate. It doesn't mean that he goes off and and disappears for five days because his purpose is in a different country for five days and he doesn't even tell you. That's not, no, that's emotionally abusive. But it may mean that there are periods and times in his life where he needs to go deeper into what his purpose is. And it may feel like you are being left out, but it's not. It's not the case. It's not the case that you are being left out. It is probably that he is doing his work in this, in this world and he knows that to be the man he needs to be for you and to show up aligned and in touch with the purpose of the relationship, he must first have purpose himself. And maybe that means he goes on an all men's retreat. Maybe that means he needs to take that business opportunity and move the family elsewhere even though you may not want that. But if you fully trust your man and you trust him, he is your trusted masculine, he is guiding you, he is leading you, maybe in that situation you could surrender enough to know that this man who has proven he is devoted to his purpose can take you across the country. And it is for the best, even if it doesn't feel like the best. That does not mean you repress your feelings. Okay, we'll get to that. You want to still reveal your feelings and be open-hearted and show what that move would do to you. But there can be two things that exist at once. You can feel what you feel and feel upset and scared and confused that this man so aligned with his purpose is taking you across the country for this opportunity that you don't quite see as the best opportunity right now. But when you truly trust someone, you can also trust into this deeper state It's the same place that allows you to go with the flow and allows you to pick up and move because you trust him and you trust his consciousness. You trust the divine within him, knowing that he may know something you don't about this move that could be so truly amazing. And it's also what allows you to surrender and let go in the bedroom. And that's why it's so important that you are being selective as a feminine creature with the men you let into your life and you truly trust. Because if you want to be able to surrender into your feminine heart, and as David Data says, your love light, 
You have to be doing it with someone you have sovereignty with. You are choosing to do it with them because they have proven to be someone full of trustability. This allows you to go deeper into your feminine. I've got this beautiful quote by London Angel Winters I'm going to read. Um, mm, Yeah, it's so true. Because what I'm talking about here is that the feminine is energy, right? The masculine is presence in a container. And I said this in one of my previous episodes, but the beauty of one of the things that's so beautiful about the masculine is because the masculine is depth, like when in the example I said earlier, breathing deeper, it's depth in your breath and the way you stand and the way you penetrate her. It's always going deeper, deeper, deeper because that's happening on like a spiritual or even metaphysical, metaphorical way. Also, in a practical way, the trusted masculine can take the feminine deeper than she can take herself. Because a woman who's really doing her work in this world where she's in her body, she's feeling her feelings, she's in touch with her wisdom, she's really, really present as well. And she's really feeling what's coming up for her. And the masculine, if he is doing his work in this world to go deeper, 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 he can see what's coming up for her and take her deeper. Like the example of the move that I gave earlier, moving across the country, there could be something that he sees that you may not see because you're so in your feminine, in your feeling, which is beautiful and exactly where I want you to be if you want to be in the feminine pole. But he can see something that maybe you can't quite see yet. So London Angel Winter says, From her book, The Awakened Woman's Guide to Everlasting Love, one of my favorite books. I mean, really, I started crying earlier today because I was reading quotes from it and it just like, I'm so grateful for her existence. She says, the awakened woman cannot cut herself off from her body. Her heart won't let her. So she awakens through love. She calls in a deep man who opens her more than she can open herself. He peels back her layers, helping her find divine surrender, giving her the ability to tune more clearly into the wisdom that lies within her than she could on her own. She goes back to her power position the next day, wide open and connected to the divine, and creates something the world has never seen. This is the beauty about being in a relationship where where there is one person in the pole of the feminine, one in the masculine. This is not that old patriarchal giving up power. Okay, that's old, 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 old. And some people get this really confused. Like if I share my messages on the feminine and masculine on like a Facebook post and they're not like listening to this podcast and they don't truly know where I'm coming from, they may say, no, that's that is repressive. We're moving beyond that. But that is not what we are talking about here. We are talking about a divine union where your pleasure and your energy lights him up and gives him a reason to get out of bed in the morning. And his presence and his, his mastery of time and space allows you to fully surrender into your deepest gifts and your body so that you can use that pure, delicious bliss of letting go to go create something amazing a conversation, a podcast, your work, a book, a baby. When you can surrender so fully, you get in touch with things you were not in touch with before because you were full of anxiety or you being the one to hold the time and space. And you're constantly thinking about all the things that need to get done and the person you need to be and the accomplishments and the direction and the goals and taking care of the family. When he is taking that step, when he is guiding you and he is guiding a lot of those things that maybe you just don't feel like taking control of you then all of a sudden have all this space as London says you're wide open and you're connected to the divine and you can go out and create something the world has never seen because something has happened in your nervous system to help you relax and let go I don't know if you've noticed but this podcast I mean I'm noticing right now I'm speaking in a way that's much calmer and much more in tune and I feel like I'm channeling something that's bigger than me and I'm speaking a little bit slower I'm stuttering less than I have in the last couple months and a lot of that is because I'm grounded my nervous system is calm I have a home I have a container to live in I finally moved into an apartment and it's allowed me to let go and no longer have to think about all those little things that were taking up so much space in my mind and it's giving me the freedom and the clarity to finally create again and create from a place that feels like really expansive. 
And maybe you can hear that if you've listened to the last few episodes on my podcast, especially the solo ones, there's been some talking fast and some stuttering. And none of that is bad. I love all those episodes and I love that version of me. But I also feel so calm because I have a home. I have a masculine. (sighs) Finally. God, it feels so good. And so now I'm creating something the world has never seen. This is what happens in relationship. I, I went on a date with someone who, I mean, these are the things you start to notice once you really get into this work. I went on a date with someone who uh, said, hey, let's meet up at this place at 7. And he did not get us, um, this place didn't take reservations, so that's okay. I'm going to give an example of two. Um, he didn't call in advance or show up early or pick a time where he knew it would be a little bit less crowded and uh that's fine so I arrive promptly at seven and so I'm kind of more in the masculine container already and then he arrives at 7 20 and that makes my nervous system feel a little bit off he's not the master of time and space he's he mastered space he picked the place he said this is where we're meeting but he did not arrive on time and then we can't get a seat it's an hour wait so we have to leave and there were quite a few moments where he said, let's walk, let's cross cross the street. And we could not cross the street. Cars were coming. And I said to him, keep me safe. Because I was practicing surrendering, which I love to do. And he, he just, you know, sure. And we kept walking and cars are coming at us. So I spin on my heels and I go right back to the pavement. And he follows me. And that does something to my nervous system. I'm not expecting there to be perfection but I also know what I need and know what I want I'm really crystal clear for one of the first times in my life that I need someone to hold that masculine container for me now that I've experienced it in the workshops that I do with my teachers I cannot not have this in my life and it's not to say that if, if you're married to someone right now or dating someone that doesn't do these things this can be worked on absolutely I'm just not in a place where on a first date I then want to go into like working on this mode. (laughs) No, 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 not for me. But if you are truly fully in love and you've already been with someone and this is something you want to work on, it absolutely can be. So that's an example of, there were a few things that happened that night which just left me feeling on edge. And so that's not something that I'm going to pursue. I don't want to date this person because it's not what I want. But, uh, But here's another example. I had someone that said, Hey, we're going to meet up at this place at this time. I said, wonderful. The next day I get wishy-washy and I try to take control. And I said, I said to him, can we go to like a movie theater instead? Um, I just might be tired. And he said something like, you know what? How about you plan the next one? But I'm going to stick to this plan here. This is what we're going to do. And if it's not working, we'll leave. So he not only acknowledged what I said and also said, hey, we can leave. He, he wasn't dismissing me in any way, shape, or form. What this feels like to my nervous system is trustable. He demonstrated himself to be trustable in that moment to me because he was trusting his own guidance of what I needed. What I needed was a, a night out with music. Even though I thought I'd be a little bit nervous about being in all that energy, it turned out to be so amazing and so wonderful not only that he arrived on time and he it was like byob and he brought a bottle of wine and cups for it inside of his bag and it was just so amazing to me to be led in that way especially when i tried to take the lead because that's what so many of us women do and then he said no i hear you it's it's an option if this is what you want but i really think you're gonna love this and it was in a very sweet way it's in a very like uh guiding way and i cannot tell you how much i appreciated that And my nervous system felt so at ease, so at ease. And there were other things he did throughout the night that were really just like leading and guiding um, subtleties that I noticed now that I do this work. And and when I feel those things, not only when I think about them, because, you know, I try to get out of the brain as much as possible, but cognitively, I'm like, yes, great. I love this. But in my body, I feel, (sighs) which is what I aim to have in relationship. Now, There are a a few things that I want to point out here. In the book, The Awakened Woman's Guide to Everlasting Love, London talks about energetic agility. And this is our ability to go from the feminine pole to the masculine pole in relationship. And this happens on a day-to-day basis, on a moment-to-moment basis. So the way that she phrases it in her book is alpha and omega. That resonates more for her. Alpha, masculine, omega, feminine. 
So in partnership, you can have three different dynamics. So you can have alpha and alpha, omega, omega, and alpha and omega. Alpha and alpha is probably what you think of when you think of like a power couple. Just like I was talking about earlier, whoever is more concerned with the purpose is in the masculine. So if you have two alphas, what do you think that relationship is going to be all about? Purpose. So purpose takes precedence in the alpha and alpha relationship. Stuff gets done. You might even run a business together. Your teamwork is on point. But what can often happen, that is the downside, is that they, there might be a power struggle. There might be a butting of heads. So going back to the example of me saying, let's go to a movie instead, and him saying, no, music. If I had stayed in the alpha pole, I would have been like, no, a movie. And he'd be like, no, music. No, a movie. But in that moment, I so deliciously surrendered to alpha and omega. And that felt so great for me to say, oh, okay, okay. Taking control here. I like that. I like that. I do like that. So that was a potential for there to be an alpha and alpha moment, but definitely went into alpha and omega by one person um, stepping into that omega pole. The downside of an alpha and alpha um, relationship dynamic is that there could definitely be a lack of sexual charge because you're both in the lead. What London talks about in her book is that a great example of this would be two people are working on projects, maybe and they're they're in the same business together and they're creating, they're creating, they're creating, they're hitting deadlines like power couple, power couple, power couple, and then they have this much anticipated vacation coming up and they go and they take it and they're on the beach and they're laying down together and they like don't have any desire to have sex there's no romantic spark because they've been in that dominant role together for so long there's no polarity no one is on the opposite sides of the poles so then there's omega omega so pros like amazing friendship easy going best friends like You're both going to be laying on the couch, eating pizza together, watching movies, high-fiving. It's really chill. It's really fun. You're probably laughing a lot. It's like, I think everyone can probably relate to this relationship dynamic. It's like when you, if you've ever said, we we are just like so, we we get along so well. We have a great friendship. But like in the bedroom, I just don't, I just don't feel that there. So no one is taking that alpha role. This, you could, I mean, this is an example that happens in most relationships. So if you hear me say this, please don't automatically think you're an omega omega. You're probably not. But an example of this could be stuck in the, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? That's a great example of at least an omega omega moment. doesn't mean that's your relationship, period. Because like I said, this can change on a moment basis. But that's a great example of thinking of Omega Mega. You're both like really chill and laid back, but no one's stepping up to take the lead and no one is allowing that person to take the lead and like letting go. Or maybe one of you is totally down to let go or both of you. That's the problem. That's what leads to Omega Omega. There's no clarity and there's no direction. Without having someone holding the container saying this is what we're going to do and this is when we're going to do it, both of your nervous systems are probably a little bit like on edge not really having that clarity not really knowing who is going to be the one to grab the other person by the hair who is going to be the one to make a decision okay and then there's alpha and omega and I'm going to read this straight from London's book just because it's so perfect the way she she says it so these are the passionate lovers One of you embodies Alpha and one of you embodies Omega. Alpha is the witness who creates the structure of the moment. The Omega is the love light that brings the energy to the moment. Think about the example I said at the beginning of this podcast. Move and flow for the feminine, sturdy tree trunks for the masculine. So this dynamic puts you in polarity. So that part actually I added, that's not from London. So this goes back to London, what she was saying. This puts you in polarity, not resonance. In the same way that opposite attracts Um, in the same way that opposite magnets attract. Alpha Omega gives us the foundation for passion to thrive and deep fuck to ensue. It gives you the ground for Alpha to provide the riverbanks while Omega provides the gushing flow. Again, I was saying this earlier. 
The upside, this creates intense passion. By your differences, you feel an almost insatiable attraction to the other person. The desire to merge with them sexually is so powerful. You could stare at the ceiling all night thinking of nothing but your next encounter. The downside, this can lead to an absence of resonance in both friendship and partnership. While the lovemaking is great, through the intense sexual charge of opposites uniting, those opposite natures can lead to a complete lack of harmony outside of the bedroom. In other words, your partner, because he or she is so different from you, may seem perplexing, difficult to get along with, or even intolerable. Whenever you're outside a sexual moment, Alpha Omega enables you to feel sexually fulfilled beyond your wildest imagination no matter how long you have been with your partner. But remember, polarity and resonance are not the same thing. Just because you have a strong sexual charge, do not assume you will feel that best friend vibe or even strong partnership. Alpha and Omega are opposites and while they attract, they have different needs and relate in different ways which can lead to conflict. So here's the thing about this. So I just shared a lot of beautiful things like amazing sexual charge and amazing in the bedroom and thinking about them and like mm, getting all juicy, juicy for them. But then also they're so different from you. You don't understand how each other's brains work. Just like that book, women are from Mars, men are from Venus. Like you feel like you're on a different planet. And because of that difference, you can sometimes question the relationship. Is this right? We're just so different. Is this working? This is why relationships involve what London talks about all throughout the book, energetic agility. This is why it's great to learn how to go into all three depending on what you need in any particular moment. So maybe you need to go into alpha omega after a long day of work. So let's go back to pretending like you work together. You don't want to be an alpha omega if you're working together. If you're building a business together, you want to be an alpha alpha. But the real trick here, the tool that you want to learn is how you can go into energetic agility and change the dynamic whenever you want. It is possible to be an alpha alpha where you're both getting stuff done and then deciding, all right, workday's over. I want to go into omega. Typically, the way you do this is one person decides to go into Omega. That's typically how it goes. If there's two alphas, one person needs to go into Omega. Now, if you're two Omegas, let's say you're not working together, but you're just spending a beautiful Saturday together, thrift shopping, going to get a coffee, eating a delicious lunch, going to the water, and you then decide, all right, I want some polarity here. Again, go deeper into Omega, out Omega. You can out Omega through several ways. One of them could just be you go in, you, you, hold, um, you hold true to not taking the lead in whatever way feels applicable for that day. So maybe if you're finding out where you want to go eat, you do not choose the restaurant. In fact, you say, mm, you go into your love light, mm, food sounds so good, but I don't know what I want. What sounds good to you? I don't know. You choose. No, no, you choose. I trust you. I'm just doing the voices so that you know what I'm t- which role is which role. Um, I'm not trying to do gender stereotypes, but you out Omega. Again, that book has tons of examples that I definitely recommend you get. Awakened Woman's Guide to Everlasting Love. Genius book. Amazing. Made me cry. I just love it so much. It's so good. Um, but this is the key. And so for women who are really struggling with giving up their their role as decision maker. You have to make the choice. Do you want to be in partnership where there is all three of these dynamics? Or are you more devoted and committed to your role as being the decision maker in the relationship? If that's the case, get used to either being the one in the alpha and him in the omega or you having alpha alpha relationship and maybe having a little bit of sexuality lacking. Like just, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm just saying take take ownership of that. That's the choice you're making. You can't go into victimhood if that is the decision you are making. You can't say, why does this always happen to me? But then also realize the dynamic and the role you are playing in this. Because it takes two to create divine union and divine polarity. If you want a really fulfilling, sensual, sexual love life. You have to do this kind of work too. You can't expect it to just happen. And for me, a huge part, Kendra's really helped me with this, but waking up to the the ways that I play victim of say, this is always going to happen to me. Why does this happen to me? And not take ownership of my own part. 
So if you're wanting to learn how to be in a relationship like this, you go deeper into your pleasure. If you want to be in the feminine pole, you go deeper deeper into your pleasure. You start to reveal your energy. Smile when you're actually happy about something. This is a great example. The other day I was on the subway and there was this guy who looked at me and his gaze was so so penetrating like he just looked really deep into me in this one glance something about the way he looked at me made me want to like have this girlish girlish giggly smile what I did was my initial programming which is like also safe like this nothing is wrong with my initial programming here this is actually pretty safe and important to be able to do but I looked away but also I had a smile that was really creeping in. Like I was looking away nervously and I was holding the smile back, holding, 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 holding. And then I just thought, why am I holding off my smile from the world? Like I'm not doing this for him, but I'm doing this for me. And also for anyone else who's around because whether I'm, I'm smiling for like, because this guy is staring at me so deeply, doesn't matter because I'm going to benefit from letting a smile just fly free on my face and other people around me are going to benefit from that who does not benefit from seeing someone smile and then he doesn't really matter he might benefit he might not but like I don't care I'm going to do this for me because I'm taking ownership of my own body this is my body I'm not going to hide my smile it's my body and so I smiled really big really big and I looked back over at him and he was still looking at me and he was smiling even bigger because he was so happy he made me smile. And then I started laughing and he came over to me and he asked me some questions. What do you, what do, you do? You know, that kind of stuff. And it was just a really sweet moment. And it made me, it brought me some joy for the rest of the day. And it, I kind of was just thinking about this dynamic of holding back and not revealing what's bringing us joy and why we do this. And I talk about this, I believe in the divine feminine um, of why a lot of us women hold back our pleasure because we feel it's been co-opted by the male gaze and this is so true and there are moments where we want to have discernment of whether or not we reveal there's been plenty of moments I didn't I don't reveal I don't reveal in the subway because I don't want I just don't want that attention in that moment but I might reveal in other ways so maybe I'm not physically laughing and smiling but I get deeper into my body and I feel pleasure in my body and I really touch base with that but I'm not going to turn off my own innate gift of feeling pleasure in my body at any moment anymore I've just not. I've made that conscious decision. And I also look for opportunities to reveal my light and bring joy to the world through my feminine essence in any way that I can, in ways that come up for me by engaging with life. Oh, so in closing, we want to do all of this. I mean, a lot of the stuff that I shared today is about like creating polarity in a really beautiful way and and this is all important but there's also ways that we create polarity um by revealing our heart's deepest truth like the feminine is always about revealing your heart's deepest yearning and truth and sometimes that's with connected heart connected rage heart connected rage i'm watching um I'm watching Sex in the City right now <laughs> and it's like this beautiful way for me to kick off my New York journey but there's this one moment when uh um which one's her name oh Charlotte Charlotte I'm in I'm in the part if you've never seen this I'll just kind of try to fill in the gaps here but this was a beautiful example of revealing your your heart's deepest yearning Charlotte is married to this guy named Trey and they waited till marriage to have sex and it turns out he can't get it hard and um she tries all these all these different things she talks to her her girlfriends she talks to him she tries all these methods and there's a moment where she puts on this really sexy outfit which is totally brave of her and she goes into the bedroom and he's looking at his newspaper you know he's committed to his purpose he's kind of like in the zone and she demands his attention with her heart with her body and she says look at me and he's kind of looking at his paper and he's kind of ashamed because of his problem and she says look at me and you can feel she's so she's so honest and open in this moment. He it's it evokes something within him. It evokes a deeper presence. And he puts down his paper and he looks at her. And she slips off her gown, this beautiful thing she's wearing, facing the opportunity of rejection. And she's completely naked. And then she just says something like, I'm your wife. Look at me. And if she says something else, like she, I mean, anything here that's deeply connected to the heart would work in evoking something within him because you're being so authentically raw and open. But the look of her eyes was so, it was this deep yearning and sadness and it was so beautiful. And it's not that 
same old programming that so many women do of like manipulation and, and I'm not saying manipulation like shame on you because this is very common because we're not safe always to show how we feel so women turn away and they they withhold sex and they pretend like it doesn't matter with which is withholding and that is not a gift to the masculine that is abusive actually showing your heart's deepest truth is the greatest gift you can give the masculine because if he's so in touch with his purpose you may be his purpose in this moment and the way she does this of just look at me, see me, see my pain, see my desire, see what I want. Of course, they ended up having sex. Like, I mean, this is not always going to be picture perfect, but that's a beautiful moment of her just having this bravery to stand up and say, look at my, my pain and my sadness and truly see it. I'm demanding of you to see my pain and sadness. This is a wonderful way to wake up the masculine because the feminine has an ability to wake up the masculine with her deep yearning and longing. If you are craving something in your relationship or partnership and you are craving for your masculine counterpart to wake the heck up and see you, try this. Try revealing. Like You don't have to reveal like Charlotte where you're absolutely naked, which is like the deepest revealing. But you can reveal with your heart by opening your shoulders and facing him and making eye contact. And you yourself internally connect with your heart in that moment. Go deep, go deep, go deep, go deeper. Feel that pain, feel that pain, feel that sadness, feel the longing, feel the desire. Connect with that, connect with that, then approach him. And see what happens when you speak slower and you connect with him deeper and you allow him to hold you. And you surrender to that. If he's going to hold you, you surrender to that. Reward him for doing what you so deeply wanted by holding you and taking in all of you. Okay, in closing, I hope this resonates with you. I hope you gained a lot from this podcast episode. I would love to hear your thoughts. You can go over to my Instagram, Madeline Moon, M-A-D-E-L-Y-N Moon. And you can comment on the Instagram post for this episode. You'll see it on there. And send this to your friends. Send this to people who are interested in deepening their relationship, their partnership. If you know someone that's an Omega Omega and they need a little bit of more of that Alpha Omega, then send this their way. You can leave a review on the iTunes show. Those always mean so much to me, especially if you've been listening to the show for a while. It's a really easy, wonderful way to give back to the podcast and tell iTunes, hey, this is a good show. Put them on the top 100 list. And uh, reach out to me. Again, like I said, my musing is what you put in the subject line to hello at maddiemoon.com and you can send me your question and I will make it a point to answer those in some of these upcoming episodes. Thank you so much, fine folks, for listening to episode 246 of the podcast, which is part three, all about divine polarity in relationship. Till next time. Till next time.